I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animal's Eye View Podcast. Among the plethora of things that I love so much about working with animals is that they are just so phenomenally good at being one with their bodies and understanding all the messages from the body as simply data. It's just data. Nothing is ever wrong with their bodies. It just simply is. It doesn't really matter whether it's coming from the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body. That's kind of, to a certain extent, all of that data and information is simply logged into the energetic body, if you will, and considered for action or not by the being that happens to be in that particular experience, meaning in that particular body attached to planet Earth at this point in time. Humans, of course, are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. And to be honest with you, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure if a little bit of that, and to a certain extent, our fear about what's going on with our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, our mental bodies, is somehow in part learned by the fact that we have to go to someone and say, hey, what's the matter with me? And I'll get to the complexities of that in just a second. And I think there's also a part that as we hold, as all other beings do in human experience, as well as animal experience, as well as plant experience, this is a planet of duality, after all, we hold a dual role as both predator as well as prey. And correct me if I'm wrong, and think about the last time you got sick, and we'll kind of separate out the coronavirus and the pandemic for the time being. Say, for instance, you got a cold. Say, for instance, I don't know, you twisted your ankle and it it swelled up like a balloon. And so you're not sure if it was broken or you're, you're not sure if the cold then somehow has kind of seeded itself in your sinuses as a sinus infection. There is a little bit of anxiety there, I think, for a good majority of humans. And and so, again, I, I do perceive that that's part learned. Because we have a system, the modern medicine system in place, that pretty much says to us, it's not that we're not qualified to know what exactly is wrong with our bodies. And I'll get to how 
my perception of modern science here in just a minute. But there's kind of, it's almost like we're, we're taught to not trust that. We're taught to not trust that if the body says, wow, yeah, headache and fever and maybe a little bit of chills, got a slight cough going on, got a little bit of runny nose. Um, no, today's the day that I have to go into work, right? We're, we're kind of taught, we teach ourselves to not pay attention to the messages that the body is sending us. And in that case, pretty much every animal on the planet would say, wow, you're running a fever, so that equals inflammation somewhere in the body. That the body's immune system has somehow been activated in an attempt to literally burn off whatever predator or invader has is somehow compromising your body. You get a headache along with that. You feel really fatigued. That's also the body's way of saying, you better just sit your butt right here on your sofa and binge to your heart's content. Netflix or Amazon, whatever (laughs) your channel of choice is or medium of choice is. But no, instead we've taught ourselves to move away from that trust and verify that all animals, all the other species on the planet, quite frankly, even those who are in plant experience, do all of the time. And so we're a bit of a curiosity, aren't we? <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And to be honest with you, I'm on the fence about modern medicine. I do think that we've strayed too far from what the earth provides. And not only that, a good part of what we use in medicine is based on what ancient peoples used. I would include in that area plants as medicine, ceremony and intention as medicine, and certainly harnessing naturally occurring electromagnetic energy in the form of medical diagnostics, x-rays, MRIs, and the like. And we've also ceased to view the planetary vehicle, aka body, as a whole. I do think that probably one of the, I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but probably one of the things that in hindsight, being 2020, we would, and I think we've actually seen that we are coming full circle on that, that we split the body off from the head, which animals would say, how is that? ever a good thing to do because they're meant to work together and they actually share constant feedback about the body's state of being at all times. It's also a fact that our species, because of overpopulation, has overwhelmed the resources available to it by Earth. And not only that, we are also pretty much impacting to a significant detriment, all the other resources that are available to all the other species on the planet. And I want to be clear, I'm not advocating for death squads. I am, however, advocating for making better choices on quality of life versus quantity. Am I glad that modern medicine is able to alleviate physical discomfort? Absolutely, yes. I think ancient peoples were able to do that as well. And maybe in ways that we can't even possibly fathom because we're kind of out there 
and our own field of the ball game that I'm not even sure at this point is even part of the game. Baseball metaphor. Am I glad that modern medicine has mapped the physical body so that beings in human experience know better what's connected to what? Absolutely. This is just another version of the hip bone is connected to the thigh bone, the thigh bone is connected to the knee bone, and you're welcome for that song being in your head right now. It's just that I think modern medicine can begin to soften its purely symptomatic perspective and at the same time sharpen its intuitive skill set that every single medical practitioner has because they are also a light being in human experience on earth. No one until the moment of transition can ever be separate from that. And in fact, they train themselves to be separate from that because they don't see it as being valid. And I think that partly has its roots in history where there were people, and I'm referring to midwives, individuals who worked with plants as medicine. There was a ever so slight mysterious quality about that. We've talked about that before, what humans don't understand, they also like to control. But they don't see it as being valid. And as it's internal to the experience, are taught not to trust it. One of my most memorable experiences involved a very sweet cat that I was working with during one of my volunteer stints at a shelter near my house. And I may have talked about this cat before, and if I have, just skip ahead. (laughs) Um, This cat was in isolation I'm not sure if there was a diagnosis for this cat. Suffice it to say that they weren't really sure this cat was going to be able to survive. I think the medical diagnosis perhaps was a bit elusive. What wasn't elusive when I connected with this cat was that what I would call its life force energy felt very tenuous. And I remember even sharing with the vet at the time, because after I would you know, spend time with animals, uh, canine massage, Reiki, and then Reiki with all the other animals there. I would also write up notes and summarizations of what my impressions were in my practice of sharing energy with them and offering energy with them. And so when I shared that, and I, I remember I couldn't really grasp hold of, if you will, and Reiki practitioners will understand, there's a Uh, plug and socket connection when you are offering Reiki this tool, and I'm sure it applies maybe to other tools like T-Touch and Therapeutic Touch, etc., that that there's a snick of energy where you plug into that, you think, oh yeah, mm -hmm, I feel that. Yes, we're connected. My life force energy and their life force energy are temporarily conjoined so that they can draw through me as a channel, whatever it is they need in order to, for lack of a better analogy, fill up their battery. I shared Reiki with this cat a couple of times. And the next time I walked into the shelter, and it was probably two weeks after that, I would go every couple of weeks. And the vet saw me and she pointed her finger at me. She said, you come here. (laughs) I thought, what, Ro? Something's wrong. 
And a really amazing thing had happened is that this particular cat had actually recovered to the point that they were able to rejoin another cat colony, if you will, because this was, was really great. They weren't kept in individual kennels. The cats that the staff at the shelter knew physically, mentally, and emotionally were compatible with each other, were moved into much larger kennels where they had lots of, you know, places they could go up to if they needed some time alone, play with each other, etc. And so we walked into this big room where this oversized kennel was. I saw this cat at the back of the kennel. The cat took one look at me and and comes running up to the door of the kennel. (laughs) The vet looked at me and she said, I don't even get that kind of a reception. And she said, you need to tell me more about whatever it is that you did. That was her perception at the time. Because it was clear that by invitation, my perception, this animal had said, oh, there it is. Oh, I'd lost that temporarily. That's where that is. There's my natural connection with life force energy. Yes, I can choose to continue to stay here on this planet. And so they did. And so the vet actually went through, I think, level one, level two, maybe, of Reiki. The really interesting thing, though, was that, and not surprisingly, this particular vet, as I have uh, not really just an assumption, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I have a belief And maybe not even a belief, I'm just going to say that this is how it is for the majority of practitioners, whether they admit it to themselves or not, and whether they work with humans or animals or what other species they work with, because she was attracted to being in a healing capacity in this experience on this planet, she, as a light being and on a soul path, had kind of chosen that. And so because she had chosen that for herself, and because that's the direction that she was guided into, she also had a physical form that was probably even more than average attuned to fields of energy around her. And so she talked openly and at length, and I'd like to think it was comforting for her to talk about the struggle that she went through in not using her skill of medical intuition, because of course, going through the fields, because she had been more in more than one healing field of academic training, that's pretty much beat out of them. It's, it's following an algorithm of if this presents X and this presents Y, then the conclusion we're going to draw is Z, and then we're going to have um, ZA, ZB, ZC, and kind of down that route, as opposed to, and not really even as opposed to, but also adding into that the trust and the verify the trusting that whatever she would, through her own intuitive skill set, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, uh, claircognizance, 
whatever that happens to be, information that would just kind of automatically come into her that she fought that. And that was really uncomfortable for her. And I felt a lot of empathy for that because, again, I'm not advocating for subtracting everything that we have accomplished thus far in facilitating for the physical, mental, and emotional forms of other beings on the planet. What I am advocating for is adding into that. It's Buckminster Fuller, and y'all can Google this saying. I might even put it in the podcast notes, and I, I'll paraphrase, but the, the, the ending of it is, you don't create something by bashing what's already there or destroying what's already there. You create a model that makes the old obsolete. And I guess I would say, who knows where we would have been if we had interacted with Earth in a different way? Some would say that we definitely would be further behind. Others would say, like me, that we may have really missed out on something magical that some scientists would have you believe can be shoehorned into a field such as physics and renamed entirely. And I, I would say to that, they're also missing the point. Only by viewing the whole and communing with the whole internally first and then using all external tools, will animals say that we're back on the right track? Trust and verify. We tend to do it backwards. And as far as my own experiences in medical intuition, I've worked with all being experiences on the earth in the area of medical intuition. Sometimes I will feel on my own body exactly the location on their body of either the current physical, emotional, or mental situation, because again, everything is all tied together. I will be able to tell based on the depth of the sensation for me where this is at on a level of pain, I guess, or discomfort, if that's how we could translate it for your listening understanding. Sometimes I'll be shown an x-ray, a literal x-ray of a body part, and I will say, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, uh, there's been a previous fracture there. Oh, I can see that fracture didn't heal quite well. Yes, I can see there has been muscle wasting around that particular previous fracture. And especially where four-leggeds are concerned, that is what's causing the current um, pain in the right shoulder. Because, of course, if it's the left hind that was previously fractured and muscle wasting because the body, that part of the body isn't as strong, it going to lean and roll forward with the right shoulder, which of course throws everything off energetically and synergistically in the body. Again, phantom limb pain is a very real thing. The body comes onto the planet as whole throughout this planetary experience of duality of both light and shadow. Things happen. Sometimes I will be shown and here, a particular organ, pancreas, spleen, brain, heart, liver, kidneys, sometimes that will be correlated with a physical sensation on my body. For instance, if I'm working with 
something that's known to be cancer or perhaps something that is precancerous, there will be a very definite sensation that I will know that I will be shown like a hard stop is coming up. And that's usually my indication that I know what it is that I'm already dealing with. If I happen to be working as a medium and there may be some questions, which has happened from time to time about how an individual, either animal or human, specifically transitioned, I will feel the suddenness of, say, for instance, a heart attack or a car accident or perhaps in some cases um, homicide or suicide, those sorts of things. I will also feel the intensity and the kind of drawn out duration perhaps of someone who whose body was physically ill for a very long time. Sometimes I will feel, and again, when I say sometimes I feel, I am gifted all of these things. Uh, that information naturally flows into me because the question is posed by a guardian, by another human. Hey, I have this question. I would like to step into medical intuition dimension, and I would like to get some information from that particular area of the universe that I'm not able to access at this point in time. And so, as I've talked before, that opens what I call a window of energy, and that information just kind of flows in. And it most definitely has happened with guardians who come to me and say, yeah, my vet just can't figure this out. We really need some help about what the issue is and what area we can start to look in. And again, with animals... They're just really, really good at saying, here's exactly what the issue is. There is never any judgment on their part. There's never, usually, frankly, any fear. There simply is an acknowledgement and an embrace of whatever is happening with their physical body in that moment. Most of the fear and the anxiety, and certainly naturally so, is coming from the guardian And as I've talked before, the more as guardians and perhaps maybe humans as a whole, we could follow the lead of animals where the physical body is concerned. And I would invite any scientist who happens to be listening, any human or animal medical practitioner, to soften and sharpen at the same time, to allow that natural sense of your healer abilities to be plugged into other outlets because as the animals see it, they would want us to use everything that is possibly at our disposal if only to make our way back to joy and vibrant health and well-being just as fast as we can because they would love for us to create a model that makes the old obsolete. They're ready, and they think we're ready too. At least, that's how the animals see it. Thanks for listening today. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazanflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.
Thank you.